Hey guys, Willie Mayak, creator of Jazz Edge. Welcome to the Confident Improviser Podcast. This is episode number 52. And today we're going to be talking about uh, our extended chromatic chord tone targeting. So just like in the last episode, we were talking about the adding in some of that chromaticism uh, in between our target notes. Now we're going to talk about what happens when those target, when those chords last for an entire measure versus two beats, right? Uh, in reality, that's really kind of our challenge as improvisers of jazz. There are some tunes in which the chords move every two beats, and then there are some tunes in which chords move every four beats. That by far and by large is the most common rhythm for our chord progressions. Two beats per chord or four beats per chord. Now, is that always the case? No. Sometimes you'll have a chord uh, just for one beat. Sometimes you'll have a chord for three beats and then one chord for one beat, right? And there's all different uh, uh, variations. But by and large, the two, uh, two beats per chord or four beats per chord is the most common. So you really want to work that uh, pattern out, uh, that rhythmic pattern for your chords to make sure that you can create improvisational lines over chords that are uh, two beats a piece and chords that are four beats a piece. All right, so the first thing is, uh, remember, we got our, our uh, progression here. Now on the D minor, I'm going to add in the nine, okay, because we're going to go a little bit longer now and we're going to kind of, uh, uh, you know, play around with where the placement of the F is rather than it being down here, you know, we're going to bring it up an octave. I also want you to hear what it sounds like having the nine in there, okay? Both, both ways are, are, are perfectly fine. Playing D minor seven with no nine in there, just playing the D or playing D minor seven along with the nine in there, all right? So you get to hear both ways, all right? So anyway, here's your chords. Talked about this in episode 51, all right? But let's go through it again and let's also add in our iReal Pro track. And by the way, if you're interested in grabbing the sheet music for uh, this lesson, uh, it's all available for Jazz Edge members, all right? Uh, the sheet music and the iReal Pro track. Here we go. Oh, you know what? There's one thing I forgot to do that I'm going to fix right now. Okay, all fixed. I had to move the chords uh, to uh, four beats per chord. Now we're all set to go. Let's play the chords along with the backing track. D minor seven, G minor seven, and C seven. And if you want to comp some rhythm there, that's fine as well. All right, so. Next phase of this is, again, we're going to target our chord tones. And then you can really target any chord tone here, okay? So here I'm starting with the, uh, with the third of F major, okay? And I'm going up to the third of D minor, and I'm going to the fifth of G minor, and I'm going to the third of C7, okay? My suggestion is, when you want to practice this, start by just targeting random chord tones, okay? So I don't have this written down in the music, but let me show you what that looks like, okay? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play the chords in my left hand, and in the right hand, I'm gonna play the root, the third, the fifth, or the seventh of that uh, chord tone, okay? Or of, of, of that chord, rather, okay? So for the F major seven, when I'm on the F major seven, I'm gonna play out of the root three, five, or seven. When I'm on the D minor, I'm gonna play root three, five, or seven. On G minor, root three, five, or seven. And on C seven, root three, five, or seven. And it sounds like this. Two, I'll start with the fifth of F. Let, let me go to the root of D. 
third of G minor, root of C, third of F, seventh of D, root of G, fifth of C. All right, so now that should be relatively easy for most of you to be able to do that. If that, if you find that you're having difficulty with that, that probably means that you have to like really kind of practice your chord tones and make sure that you really know how to spell each of the chords. Just a quick little sidebar again, spelling the chords for F major. You're not spelling the rootless chord, you're spelling the block chord. So that would be F A C E. For D minor, again the block chord, D F A C. For G minor, G B flat D F. And for C7, C E G B flat. All right? So you want to make sure that you really know those chord tones. Another way of practicing that is play them in quarter notes, right? Since there's four notes, you got four beats for each chord, so play the uh, chord tones in quarter notes in the right hand while playing the rootless chord in the left hand. That sounds like this. See how you can go in opposite directions and also use inversions. Okay, so that should be, again, relatively simple for you, but especially for you advanced players, if you've never tried that before, try it just to see because you might find that, oh my goodness, you're right. I have difficulty doing that on the fly. And if that's the case, don't worry, don't fret about it, just practice it, okay? All right, so now that we have our uh, chord tones, now we're gonna start to fill in between. All right, so what do I have here? I have. All right, so not a bad line, pretty nice. Let me play it along with the band track. Here we go. All right, so let's again break this down. You'll see right at the beginning of each chord, what do I have? I have my target notes, right? So these are all the same target notes that we just talked about before, right? So the third of F, the third of D, the fifth of G, the third of C, okay? And then in between here, this is all of my chromaticism, okay? I might be utilizing chord tones, I might be utilizing my chromatic scale, okay? I might be utilizing enclosures, but this is kind of the meat. Now, another way of thinking about your improvisation is like this, like a sandwich, right? So you got a piece of bread, on the top and a piece of bread on the bottom. And then in the middle is all of the meat, okay? And just like how you can see that what I've written here uh, on the screen, you see how the orange is kind of like the bread and then the blue here is the meat in the middle? Well, again, take a look. See how the orange here, those are my uh, target notes, okay? And then the blue here is the meat. Remember, the meat and everything that goes in between the, tar the target notes 
can be really anything. It could be chromaticism, it could be chord tones, it could be enclosures, you know, it could be upper structure triads, it could be arpeggios, whatever it is that you want. But remember this, chromaticism is the smallest interval that we have at the piano, okay? So that means that there is nothing that can create more tension than chromaticism, okay? So when I play, I can't create any more tension than that, unless of course I start doing, you know, like mashing down notes, okay? But we're talking about single note lines right now. So when I have a single note line, uh, uh, the chromaticism and the chromatic scale is going to create the most amount of tension. Why do I say that to you? The reason I'm saying that to you is because, remember, if I fill in between my uh, target notes with chord tones, well, everything is going to sound hunky-dory. It's going to sound great, all right? So, like, if I do... Right? Sounds perfectly fine because all of those notes, uh, all of those um, uh, chord tones, rather, they all work, right? Chord tones are always going to work in your improvisation. But then as I start to fill in between with smaller intervals, for example, the chromatic scale, now I start to create some more tension. So you can hear a lot more tension being created there. Now, you also hear in that last example that I just did, that's not a great example of, of moving from target note to target note with the chromatic scale because literally all I was doing is playing the target note and just playing some random chromaticism in there. What we really want to do is we want to shape our chromaticism or shape our line to direct us toward our target note. Let me give you an analogy and a uh, for instance on this. Imagine that you're going to plan a trip, okay? And you want to get from point A to point B to point C, right? Well, now, obviously, what is the shortest distance? Is a straight line, right? So you want to try and go in as much of a straight line. Now, for those of you that are outside of the United States, uh, uh, you might not know this geography, but Chicago is up north, Florida is down south, Rhode Island is to the east, California is to the west, all right? So if I start in, uh, if, if I want to go, uh, and I want to go from, uh, you know, Rhode Island to, say, Chicago, right? I'm not going to go Rhode Island to California, then Florida, then to Chicago, right? Because I'm going to be traveling all over this country needlessly rather than just going in that straight line, okay? Same thing happens with your improvisation as well. You want your improvisation to kind of make a little bit of sense. So let's take a look at what we have going on here. So I start on the A and I come down to the F and in which direction am I going? I'm moving up towards... Right? See how that line takes me right up to that F, okay? In fact, you can even see it going on right in the physical line itself. See how we're just moving right on up right here. Now, that doesn't mean that I have to always go in that direction. I could go... But I start to run the risk of my improvisation bouncing all over the place. Take a listen to this. Right? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's, it's e even easier to start, like, hitting wrong notes in there because I'm, like, bouncing all over the place. So I want my lines to kind of make some logical sense, right? 
right? So now I get up to the F, which is the third of the D, okay? And now where am I going? I'm going F, D, C, A, C, E, E flat, C sharp, then to D. So let's break this line down. Immediately, what we could see is we have this beautiful enclosure going on right here. All right, so it's a double chromatic from above, a uh, uh, half step from below, getting to my target. I could even sneak this one in with a C and say that that's a whole step from below, then a double chromatic from above, then half step below to my target. So I could, I could look at all four of those notes as being uh, part of my enclosure. What's going on in the beginning here? This first part, F, D, C, A, boom, chord, tones. So I utilize my chord tones, and then I utilize my chromaticism, and I get this line. Okay? Real nice sounding line. Okay? Um, and again, all I'm using is chord tones and chromaticism. Finally, when I get to the G, I hit the D. And so now I'm hitting the D, B flat, G. That's my third and my root. Back to the B flat, third. Then here, what am I doing? Double chromatic from below, half step from above, resolving to the third of C. So what you'll notice here is that you have a lot of these enclosures that are going on, okay? All of these enclosures. And like I said in uh, last week's episode, you can think of that enclosure as being an enclosure or it's just chromaticism. It's completely up to you how you look at that. But this is why I said uh, right up at the beginning here is to definitely check out episode 25 of the TCI podcast for enclosures. Now, what I've also done is I've also created a couple of blank measures here where you could write in your own, and you can kind of practice uh, your own, uh, creating your own lines. So one way in which I would start doing this, okay, for creating your own lines is do exactly what I said before, right? So I'm going to put on the, the backing track and I'm going to talk over it while I play. All right, so the first thing to do is just start with playing a chord tone. Right, and just hold it out for, you know, hold it out for, uh, you know, the, the, the full four beats. Next, all right. So you know, I mean, not a line that I super love, right? But I don't hate it either. All I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to move from chord tone and I'm trying to cre create some interest in my line utilizing my chord tones, my chromaticism, my enclosures, all stuff we've talked about in previous podcast episodes, right? So just utilizing all of that material to now start to create lines on the spot, right? Now what's important is I'm creating these lines using a simple four chord progression. I could also do it over a three chord progression, just a two, five, one. I could also do it over a, just a simple progression like one to five or one to four, whatever. My point is this, do not try and do these types of exercises over, you know, like over like rhythm changes and all of these different chords and, and whatnot because you're just going to confuse yourself. Start with small patterns first, four chords, three chords, 
two chords, right? Then you can start to branch out from there. But start by getting to the, the, the backing track, playing a chord tone along with each of the chords, and then start to fill in between those target notes with your chord tones and your chromaticism, right? This is a process that takes time. It's, it's just, there's, there's, there's no other way of putting it other than it's going to take you time to get this down. So you've got to make sure that you stay patient with yourself on this. Now, when you're driving or you're away from the piano, this is great stuff to practice, okay? So if I'm not even going to look at the piano right now, I'm just thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to go F major to D minor to G minor to C7. Let me just think of some target lines. Oh, okay, C down to A to B flat to G, right? So that would be the fifth down to the fifth to the third to the fifth. Okay, uh, let me target the sevens now. All right, uh, E to C to F to B flat. Hmm, what would that sound like? E to C to F to B flat. So you see how then I can start to fill in there with some lines. And also notice what I'm doing with my lines. Quarter notes, eighth notes, uh, quarter rest, eighth rest, maybe some triplets in there now and again. You don't have to get crazy with the rhythms that you're doing, right? Uh, you, you, could, you could get a lot out of just utilizing quarter notes, eighth notes, and their rests. Right? Because you can get a lot of syncopation in there with those eighth rests as well. Mm, ba, 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 dee, ba, dee, ba, da, right? So uh, don't think that you have to come up with some fancy, uh, super fancy rhythm in order to have a line that's going to sound good. Right? So anyway, uh, got a lot of work here to do. So if, if it seems like, ah, this is super simple, then you're not really thinking big enough. Right? Some ways in which you can kind of think bigger on this is, well, first of all, I've given you spot here that you could write out uh, two four-measure um, uh, exercises for yourself. So that's eight measures right there. So that's eight measures of writing, okay? But then you could also do this in all 12 keys, right? So you start to do the numbers there, eight times 12, right? What is that, 96? Okay, so now it's 96 measures of music uh, to write out. So you, 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 you can really expand upon this quite a bit. Then you could say, okay, forget about writing stuff out. Now all I'm going to do is I'm just going to try playing along with this iReal Pro backing track and seeing what I can come up with for my improvisation, right? Now, if you're not interested in jazz improvisation, you might be like, eh, Willie, why do I, why do, why, why do I need to do this, right? I mean, I'm not really interested in jazz improvisation. Yeah, but my question then would be this. Are you interested in actually learning the piano? All right, and, and I don't mean that to be sarcastic. I'm saying that because do you really want to dive in and really understand music, or do you just want to do music superficially? Because if you really want to understand music, as you start to build out these lines, this improvisational stuff, and understand targeting of notes and chromaticism and chord tones, you're going to get a much, much better understanding of music. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to always play in a jazz style, right? You could also do the same stuff in a different style. So if I go into my um, uh, style here and I say like, ah, you know, let me put it on rock. Right? 
right? So I can move this into other styles. I can move it into other tempi, right? So go slower, go faster. So really, sky is kind of the limit as to all the different permutations and alterations that you can make. So my encouragement to you is think like an artist. Think like a musician. And to think like an artist and think like a musician means that you are looking for new ways of challenging yourself. So improvisation is not just about improvising notes, it's also about how good is your exercise improvisation? Meaning, how good is your brain at coming up with new exercises for you to practice, right? So think about different ways in which you could change an exercise around so you don't get stuck just thinking, well, Willie only gave me this, right? And that means that that's all I do, right? No, there's plenty, plenty more that you can do. Uh, so it's just really up to your own imagination. So be imaginative with uh, different ways in which you can uh, uh, tweak these exercises to, you know, fit the bill that, that, that you need fit, right? So like, like fit the styles that you want to learn and fit the you know, types of songs and progressions that you want to learn. Uh, now, as a reminder, uh, if you'd like to get the sheet music for today's lesson, the sheet music is available for all Jazz Edge members. Just go back to jazzedge.com for information on that. And then also, be sure to check out all of the uh, other podcast episodes. They're free. You can just go right to Apple Podcasts, type in The Confident Improviser, or go any place that you get podcasts, and then be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you like it, do me a favor and leave a review, leave a rating. I always love to uh, read the reviews and read the ratings. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I will see you guys in the next podcast episode.